Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. Today, I have Serena Poon on the show. Serena is a celebrity chef, nutritionist, and Reiki master. She's made it her mission to promote further education around the mindful combination of food, nutrition, and healing intuition in what she has coined culinary alchemy, which we will definitely talk about on the show. Um, A leading chef to the Hollywood elite, Serena sets herself apart in a saturated industry with her genuine passion for curating intentional healing and wellness programs designed to optimize health and make it sustainable. Um, So therefore she integrates energetic techniques, something I'm going to be asking her about um, and asking her to talk more about. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to this conversation because health and nutrition is something that I'm constantly uh, intrigued by and passionate about. Um, There's always new statistics and new research which comes out. There's always new things to try and um, it's always great to to try and incorporate as much as possible in your own life um, if it means you're, you know, accelerating the healing process, you're accelerating um, or should I say minimizing your risk of injury and, and, and so many things. So I'm excited to welcome Serena to the show. Hi, Serena. Welcome to Unplug with Annie. I'm so happy to have you on this series called Drive. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun and exciting, and I'm so glad we connected. This is great. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's amazing. And I really, I, I think your journey is super inspiring, and, and we'd love to hear more about your story. So if you could, if you first start by telling us what exactly is culinary alchemy? Okay, so I get asked that question a lot because it's such a kind of, it's a new term on its own. And um, culinary alchemy is really my practice of combining all the different um, tools and modalities and and skills that I have in these different categories. So I started my journey as a chef. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, I was also studying nutrition, but really I was classically trained. So it's taking that knowledge of food um, and how I kind of dived into it using food as medicine and healing. And it combines um, the different types of nutrition. So we've got, it's very integrative. There's functional nutrition. Obviously, there's kind of our contemporary nutrition that Um, And then there's Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic. So it's really a combination because we're all individuals. And so what we need is very individualized. And that's what I do when I curate uh, protocols and plans for clients. But I combine these two with uh, healing intuitive energy because I really believe that in order to have that full body health, whole body health is really feeding your physical body as well as your emotional and your energetic body. So I combine my practices um, and my skills that I've acquired doing Reiki. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a Reiki master. And so I have those sort of energy tools as well as quantum healing. And I am an intuitive. So I'm able to sort of read people as well and know what parts of their bodies and their energetic body need strengthening and support. And we do it with food as well as practices. So culinary alchemy is, you know, a combination of all of that and really using food and nutrition as a tool with that um, energetic healing. 
Wow. Wow. Well, that sounds, I mean, that sounds incredible. And I'm, I'm super fascinated by all of this because I, I follow quite a lot of people who are in the nutrition space as well and who really believe that food is medicine. So I think this is really speaking in, in that space. That's amazing. Were you growing up, were you always inspired by food when you were a young girl? And what, what actually sort of, was that the dream at a young age or was this something which evolved much later? Um, you know, food's always been love and comfort, you know, in our family and, and I think most people's family. So you grow up and the kitchen is oftentimes the heart and the center of the household whenever there are get togethers and that. So I grew up loving food and loving to eat. And um, my dad was also a foodie. Mm -hmm. But I think that my journey really began in terms of what I do now as my career and my passion um, from when my parents were sick. So I actually went to university thinking I was going to go to law school. It was also very much in my culture, you know, so I was the oldest, um, so old, and you're always the oldest, so <laughs> I'm the oldest, um, I'm the oldest, um, not just a daughter, but also the granddaughter and the niece and the cousin, and so I was expected, obviously, to either be a doctor or an attorney or, you know, a dentist or a CPA or an astronaut. I mean, something that's very academic. Um, so when I went to university, I started studying pre-law and political science. And I was kind of studying nutrition just because I was curious, you know, mm -hmm. I hadn't in it. And um, my senior year in college, my dad got really sick. He was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. Mm -hmm. So that's where this other part of my journey began because I really started to dive into different holistic ways that we could help at the very minimal alleviate some of his discomfort and his pain and offset some of those symptoms that came not just from the cancer but also that sort of allopathic treatment of cancer so the chemo and the radiation i mean he was doing both we had relatives that were shipping in teas you know from hong kong and from china and so he was treating it both chinese medicine and western medicine but Obviously, that caused a lot of um, pain and discomfort uh, with the treatments and with the cancer. So that's when I started to dive in. And um, after about you know a year and three months, we lost our dad. And um, two months later, my mom got cancer, and that was very stress related because you know on my dad's side there was cancer in his family. His grandfather had the same disease, and even though he'd been kind of keeping track of it between six month treatments, um, six month um, checkups. Um, it's still in between two six month checkups. It went from fine to stage four. And so, and he was very young, he was in his forties. Mm -hmm. So from that point, it didn't click in yet about self care and understanding that there's more than just, you know, that physical body that needs care. It's also our emotional body, our mental body, our spiritual body. So that was when my journey began with using food as nutrition. I mean, food as healing and understanding nutrition in order to help heal our physical ailments. And that journey with, I think, just that trauma that comes with what happens, you know. So my family, obviously, 
went through so much. I went through so much, but having only two months between losing our dad and then our mom now being diagnosed with cancer. And then she went through her journey um, and she's still with us. Thank God. Um, I, going through something like that must have been, uh, I mean, extremely difficult and extremely challenging. How did, first of all, were you, I'm just curious about this process of also your opinion on, on healing when it comes to diseases like cancer. And yeah. I recently saw a documentary on Netflix called Heal. I don't know if you've heard yeah. about it. It's a friend's movie. It's, it's brilliant. I, yeah. it, it's great. I literally saw it a couple of days ago and I was, you know, there was a lady who was diagnosed with cancer. She, she really was taking the holistic approach. Um, she, she was, really giving a lot of um, credit to, to consuming wheatgrass um, mm -hmm. in, in order to like, you know, get better or at least accelerate the healing process. What is your opinion in this? Do you really feel that food is, I mean, of course, food is medicine, but when, when you are hit with these kind of diagnoses, um, mm -hmm. do you believe that we can heal our bodies with food? I believe that we can, and I, and, and by the way, I love that you've watched Heal. Um, Kelly Gores is a friend of mine, and um, she's actually on, on my TV show and podcast too. So wow. if you watch her episode, um, you can. She's, she's amazing. Um, I do believe that food is medicine. I don't believe it's our only medicine. So when it comes to healing, and of course, everyone's body is different. Um, there, I believe that our bodies are incredible healing machines. We are by nature designed to heal ourselves. There's a lot of environmental factors that come into our life that cause disease, right? Um, and some of them we cause on ourselves, just stress, you know, in itself causes such an inflammatory response in our bodies that it, it can often, as in the case with my mom and so many other people out there, it it shows itself, it becomes a physical disease. Mm -hmm. Now with food, there are so many ways that food, and that includes plants and herbs um, and tinctures that we create from plants and herbs can heal our bodies. Um, just because I believe that, let's say with wheatgrass, wheatgrass has, it's so nutrient dense. And one of the best things about it is that it's detoxifying as it also gives us nutrients and it's oxygenating. So I've had many uh, clients who are cancer patients and who were cancer patients and some have, you know, some have beaten it so that they're in remission. Um, some are still in the process and some ended up, um, we lost, but not from the cancer, from, you know, a secondary uh, ailment that kind of comes from what we do to our bodies with medicine um, in an effort to to take care of that cancer. So I think that food in combination with different types of healing modalities, and most of them are, and listen, sometimes you need medicine. Sometimes, you know, treatments are the way to go for at least a portion of the healing process. But food is not only complementary, it's, it's, um, it is 
absolutely necessary because you do need to supplement your body. You do need to feed your body and in different parts of your body, depending on where that cancer is. But there's also healing modalities that are not invasive. You know, I believe in hyperbaric oxygen treatment. I believe in, you know, really kind of opening up our microvascular system in order to let the oxygen in to increase the blood flow. Now, depending on what type of disease you have, sometimes that blood flow, depending on what type of cancer you have, that's not beneficial for you. So it really depends on the individual, what disease they may have. Um, and some are have a much more specific treatment regimen than others, but for the most part, you know, circulation is so important. That's why movement is important. And if you are an individual who is um, can't can't do a lot of movement because of your illness, then there's other ways we can we can help circulate the system. So whether it's lymphatic, um, through PEMF, you know, um, that also helps open up the microvascular system through foods. As we put in highly alkalizing and oxygenating foods in our bodies, that helps to feed, you know, our cells and it helps to clear and detoxify as well. So I do believe that food is medicine to give you, you know, a coming back to give you a short sum up to a long answer, but I don't believe that it's the only medicine. I believe that food is the primary medicine, but it does need to be, you know, done in combination with other modalities. And not all of them are invasive. You know, a lot of them are holistic, um, non-invasive, some are allopathic, some aren't. Yeah, yeah. And going through, I mean, going through what you have been through, you know, losing a parent is really tough. That's definitely a moment of adversity that, we that stays with us and that we remember and when you were going through this period in your life how did you find how did you find the strength to you know carry on being passionate about what you do was that was that sort of like a driving force for you and and how did you heal yourself from that um thank you that's um it's a great question and it's it's been a journey you know um i would say that when my when my parents got sick, I didn't know any of thing any of the things that I know now about food and nutrition and health and wellness. And I and coming from my culture, even though I would say that Chinese culture and Chinese food is relatively healthy, you know, there's a lot of vegetable dishes, but it's sort of the preparation and the sauces and the accompaniments to the main dish that are often not. And that wasn't something that my parents understood. And there's just so much more information now than there ever has been about mm. our food, the processing and what goes in it. So at the time it was really, I think that it's really about your passion. So when people ask me about their careers, you know, I, I ask them if it's, if, if they feel that they're, they're going out, if it's their purpose, you know, and how passionate they are about what they're doing. At the time when my dad was sick, my passion was just about him, figuring out a way to help him feel better in any minute way and to bring him comfort in some way. And he was such a foodie that for him, food was joy and comfort. And, you know, when you're sick and you have medications that also make you sick, everything that you would reach for in terms of comfort and love, you probably now can't have. And seeing that really kind of created, um, kind of created this, uh, this just this passion in me that I felt like there has to be other ways. 
we are limited. And in that time, we were limited in what we knew. And I just felt that there's no way that everything that, that we know right now is everything. There's got to be more information out there, resources that we don't know about, that I can come up with something that will help him feel better or at least give him some joy in that moment. And and that was sort of, that was what drove me to just start doing the research and to learn and to understand. And then when we lost him, it just kind of became my passion that I felt other people don't have to experience this. You know, there are other people out there that are sick and there are other people out there that are caring for someone who is sick and people don't need to suffer as much as they have you know there are other tools and ways and resources and we just maybe haven't found them all yet and it just became so important to me that in the process of wanting to take care of my family and just make sure that they're happy and healthy, that it just, my family and my mission just sort of grew. So it went from just, okay, my mom, my sister, my grandmother, my family, to, well, but I love this person and this person, and I care about my clients, and I care about all these other people that I met, that how can I, what can I do to share as much knowledge as I can and to create tools and techniques to help other people um, who may be in the same situation? And so I feel like when you have, when you're passionate about something, anything, you know, you, there is an internal driving force that, that keeps you going, that helps you kind of pursue, pursue that, that dream or that passion, that goal. And the goal is sort of endless because it's always sort of changing, right? You learn things and then you want to, you want to make it bigger, you know, or, or better. Um, and so that's sort of, ongoing um and in terms of my own personal journey i mean that's been that has been a journey i think that i think that the healing process is in a way lifelong you know i'll never not miss my dad there isn't a day that goes by that i don't think of him and that i don't miss him um but you you, you in a way, if you're a spiritual person and if you believe in energy and spirituality can cross all all lines. I mean, I feel like all religion at the end of the day is just a form of spirituality. So, and I feel that uh, it really is, it, in a way, it's like your journey is somewhat destined, you know, and there is free will, but accepting that, you know, that there is a purpose in his journey, in my father's journey, and maybe that's led into mine also kind of helps fuel that healing process and also that passion. And so, you know, like I said, I, I, I miss him every day and I wish that he were here, but I felt, I feel that his journey had a purpose and, and that purpose is now kind of translated into something that I'm doing and what I do, I know also inspires other people. So when I look at it in that way, um, it helps. You know, it helps, it helps to sort of, it helps heal, you know, in a bit. And, um, and for every person is different, you know, for some people, if they can talk about it without getting emotional, without crying, maybe that's healing. And, you know, I think, again, it's sort of, it's sort of every day, you know, you learn something new about yourself and about what you're doing. And sometimes that comes from a conversation with a stranger or someone that you know, or a mentor, but then it kind of goes back to something that you can connect it to something in your past. And sometimes that comes from a trauma. So as much as traumas can be 
painful. Um, that experience always teaches us something and in a way is can be the foundation for something that's beautiful and positive. So that's sort of that's sort of been my approach. And and it wasn't always that way. It's been a journey, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, I can imagine. I can imagine. I think it's really important what you said about purpose. And I mean, do you feel that purpose can that our purpose continues to change? Or do you think once we've found what it is that we're supposed to do that it's just about sort of honing that and becoming better at that um you know I think it, I think it's different for everyone but I think that I think that even when you find your purpose and you hone into it it can still morph right it can still mm. evolve and you still change because we do so I thought my purpose was just making sure that everyone that I love was happy and healthy that yeah. was my purpose coming from what happened with my parents. And that evolved because that didn't include myself. You know, that was just really about everyone else. And I found myself in a place where I was sacrificing, you know, my own time, my own happiness, my own health, because it, it felt like, okay, well, I just need to make sure my mom's okay. And if that meant sleepless nights and, and, and meals that are missed and work that I didn't do and care that I didn't, it's okay because my mom is okay, you know, and she's yeah. going to recover. So that journey into helping other people kind of evolved into understanding that we need to help ourselves as well. And, and I mean, it's, it's such an, it's such a cliche to talk about the plane and the oxygen mask. And it's something that, you know, everyone refers to when we talk about having to take care of ourselves and self care, but really applying it and, and embracing those small moments that you give up, you know, that's been part of the journey and kind of what's, a, what's brought me to spirituality and what helped me heal was realizing that I had given that up. And then years later, understanding that my parents did the same thing. You know, they didn't take care of themselves. They made us, you know, their kids, the number one thing, which is probably why my dad had to pick up a second job and was working too much. And then part of the reason probably why his cancer came to, you know, to the place that it did. And my mom having no cancer on her side of the family, having it and having such a aggressive rare form, they kind of dated it back from the start was when my dad was at his sickest. And so, and so realizing that that was, you know, that is something that they didn't see or acknowledge as well. That's now come into what I've part of my purpose, you know, in that caring for others and helping others heal is also really, really pushing that message that you have to take care of yourself as well. So my purpose started with just, making sure other people are healthy and happy, you know, and even though it's, I'm still in that journey, that journey's evolved, you know, yeah. and so what I do is I, now I, cre I create tools and it was maybe first through recipes, but now I have just add water and I have products that are from Serena Loves and I have all these other products, you know, and tools and resources that are all kind of part of that big umbrella purpose, but each one is almost like, a purpose and a business of its own as well. So I would say to answer your question, it can kind of be both, you know, yeah. it depends on your journey. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think going off what you said, there is a season for everything, but yes, taking care of yourself, 
is, is just as important as taking care of others. And so tell us a little bit about Just Add Water. What is Just Add Water? Uh, so Just Add Water is a super nutrient-dense, uh, like superfood blend that I created years ago actually for clients because they would travel a lot and I have clients uh, in the entertainment industry who are high profile and you know their schedules are crazy and when they land they have to be camera ready you know yeah. and that's not just how they look but energetically as well and they have to be on and so what I was realizing was that they would go do their thing travel come back and they'd be a mess you know they'd sick or bloated or maybe a few days later crash and then get sick and um, or their skin different things so I created this blend um, that I literally just stuck in the Ziploc snack bags and just packed them away with it and said please just have one of these every day just, just all you need is water you know just dump it in a little bit of water stir it up shake it up and drink this wow and um, and so a few years ago, I was at the Cannes Film Festival with some clients and um, they were drinking this and, it, and it's not pretty, you know, there's a lot of greens in it. There's a lot of healthy stuff. So it's kind of brown, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not a pretty looking drink, but, <laughs> but you know, they were drinking it with, uh, and they had some friends with them who said, what, what is that that you're drinking? Because I was with you till 5am having cocktails and I don't look or feel anything like you do right now. And so, of course, I had some extra and they had some and it just became a thing. They were like, where can we get this? We need more of this. Wow. And so that's how it kind of came to life. Uh, and I, I did it with, um, I kind of created that part of the business with my sister. And, um, and it's just, that's basically what it is. I, I say it's everything that you need in a day because it's got eight super greens and we were talking about healing the body and greens earlier so that's obviously something i believe so much in so there's eight really really powerful super greens wheatgrass spirulina um barley grass i mean so many things chlorella and um it's got eight strong antioxidants as well as um some pea protein mm -hmm. uh, and um uh digestive enzymes and probiotics and prebiotics. So it's just this blend of all these different ingredients and you can really drink it any time of the day. You know, I'm told for my packaging, I should say have it instead of coffee or have it pre-workout pre or post-workout. You can have it at any of those times. Okay. Uh, there's no caffeine in it, but it really gives you energy because it's got the right amount of uh, digestive enzymes, probiotics and prebiotics in it so that you actually absorb it all. So when your body gets a hit of nutrients, like you know, bioavailable vitamins and minerals, all these nutrients, you get energy. You, know, you don't necessarily need caffeine. Caffeine's almost like false energy. You yeah. know, if you have really good quality green juice, you will feel energized from it you know it's just not what people associate you know energy to uh so that's basically what just said water is it's um you know it's it's all vegan non-gmo allergen free organic natural it's um it's just a great product and uh and the people that use it love it so thank you for asking about it. It's a another branch of the passion and purpose that we were talking about. Yeah, and then ah. you have your TV show as well. So you've clearly you clearly have your hands in so many doors. 
Uh, speaking of that, then, how do you how do you keep a balance? What do you do for your own health and wellness? I'm sure you eat well and you're on top of all of that. Is there is there particular things that you can share with us, which is which is basically consistent on a day to day basis in your life? Yes. So I'm a big believer in rituals and routines. Um, I think they're extremely important because that's what keeps us aligned when we have our off days and when we're traveling. So for me, every single day, I have a mindfulness practice. So um, when I wake up, before I get out of bed, I kind of, I go through um, like a gratitude list. So I do different things. I have mantras that I speak, affirmations. I absolutely go through a gratitude list. And I have little prayers that I say that it's just sort of asking my guides to uh, help to guide me throughout the day and to protect me. Um, and that's something that I do every single day. So whether or not that is something that is for everybody, you can do different things. You can listen to um, a guided meditation just to hear the words, to kind of soothe, like soothe your mind. Um, but going through that gratitude list is extremely important. It kind of roots you and grounds you into your day and connects you with not just yourself, but also in alignment with source energy. So I do that every single day. And then and then when I start my day, when I get down to the kitchen, I always have uh, warm lemon water. So yeah. that's something I have all my clients doing. And it's something that I do even when I travel. And I usually have about 20 ounces of it. So it's a lot. But even if you have 12, you know, it's a yeah. great thing to detox your body because your body detoxes while you're sleeping. Um, it alkalizes your body. And it really helps to kind of flush everything out. So anyone who doesn't do that, I would recommend you try to do that as the very first thing that you put into your body every single day. So I do that. And then I have like a blend of um, elixirs that I have. And it's sort of like an immunity blend that I do. Um, and that's usually after water. And I did do the celery juice for a while. Sometimes I do that, but I only do it for maybe like a few weeks or a couple months and then I'll get off and change to something else. Um, and then I'll have either uh, a matcha latte that I make at home. Sometimes I do it with a little bit of almond milk. Sometimes I just have it plain. Um, and of course, I'll have a just add water at some point in my day, whether it's in the morning or in the afternoon. So these are, these are my almost like non-negotiables in terms of a daily practice. At night, I'll also kind of end my day with either a guided meditation or with, um, actually I kind of do both, you know, I'll go through a gratitude list of the days uh, and something that I'll choose things that I'm grateful for about that day today. So those are things that I do um, that kind of sets my mind into a certain space so that I can have proper, proper rest and sleep. And I think that those things are simple and important. There's other things that I do as well. Um, I make sure that I do some sort of body work, you know, every week. There are different modalities that I that I I'm a, I do. I, I have a PEMF map that I use um, every day, just about. Some days I'll miss, but it's about every single day, and that's eight minutes twice a day. Not everyone has that, um, but any type of uh, alternative healing modality that helps to kind of move, again, either 
movement, which is exercise, you know, and that's something that I do on a regular basis. And even if I don't get a chance to work out, I'll do some sort of movement. So I have a rebounder in the house and just jumping up and down on the rebounder for 15 minutes a day is really helpful. Um, so those are things that are all really about self-care. So nourishing your body with healthy foods and juices is what I do regularly. Um, the mindful practice is every single day. And that's something that everyone can do and it doesn't cost you a thing. And if you do it for five or 10 minutes, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then of course, movement, those things are all part of my practice on a regular basis. And everybody does different types of movement, but as long as you're doing something, try to do it every day. If you can't do it at least, you know, three to five days a week. And I tell my clients, if you don't feel like working out, get a massage because that is healing for your body touch is important and then it's also moving you know it's moving your lymphatics it's moving toxins it's also and it's movement still you know and you're you're also um, working your muscles people don't realize that getting a good massage is sort of like getting a workout so yeah, true true absolutely true and I, yeah i have to agree with you like uh, guided meditation is something i only sort of started recently because everybody was telling me to do it but um, definitely, I noticed that I, I don't know when when I get really stressed or worked up about things, I end up unfortunately then not doing it. And on those days, I realize that I feel differently. I feel yeah. even more stressed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's something that I, I tell people to do. I call it the four four four. So it's something that I lead people into before I do energy work on them. Before I do Reiki. Or if you are in a stressful moment, you know, something went wrong with work or anything, anything at all, you know, someone cut you off driving, anything, you got into a disagreement with someone. So you take four deep breaths in, you take a deep breath into the count of four. So and you can count in your head, one, two, three, four, deep, deep, deep breath all the way in um, through your nose. And then you hold for the count of four. And then you release out through your mouth for, to the count of four, but and you try to get all the air out. So again, you breathe into the count of four all the way to the bottom of your stomach. That's sort of how you're kind of in, like visualizing that's where the air is going to. You hold for the count of four, and then you release through your mouth to the count of four, and you're trying to get all the air out. Because breath work is incredibly powerful. Um, not only is it calming, but it's also, it's also detoxifying. So you're actually releasing toxins just through breathing. But if you can do that, if you can do that just once, great. If you can do that three times, I mean, it'll take you one minute. It'll really calm your nervous system down. Wow. And then it'll allow your brain to clarify. Plus, you're oxygenating your body again, which kind of helps with calming your mind and giving you some clarity and some focus. So maybe try that, you know, the next yeah. time you're kind of having a moment and you need to just kind of calm yourself for a second. There's also other different types of visualizations that I tell people that also help. And something I do every single day too is visualizing source energy coming in through my crown chakra. Yeah, yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, no, I definitely am going to try that because I think there are times when you're out and about and things do happen and sort of throw you off and you're not in your sort of safe space to, you know, do all these extra things. So that's wonderful. Um, it's been so great chatting with you, Serena. My last question is just for the sake of the series because I, I, I'm putting it under this umbrella is um, what, what, what drives you on a daily basis? What, what motivates you every morning when you wake up? 
You know what? I would have to really say that that you guys do, that my community does, because every time I get a message, and whether or not it's from it's from a client or from a stranger or from someone from social media that tells me something I shared has helped them or has changed their life or has made them feel better in any any way at all, that's what drives me. You know, that's why I do my show. My show is really about inspiring people with everyday stories of, from everyday people. You know, mm-hmm. how they overcame a health challenge or a career challenge or a relationship challenge, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, my... My, my purpose is to serve at the end of the day. And that's really what I feel like my calling is. And it comes out in these different ways. And so whether it's healing through food and nutrition or sharing these stories or inspiring people in any way, shape, or form, I mean, that drives me so truly. Every time I get a message from someone that tells me that they're inspired or they love something that I'm doing, that makes me work even harder. Yeah. So, I mean, I I have I have all of you to thank for that because it, you you don't know how much of an effect it has. You know, I may get a lot of different messages, but every time I get a message like that, it just it makes me want to create more and do more and give more um, because every little bit counts, and we all rise together. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on thank again. You me it was so much fun i appreciate you oh i'm so glad serena we'll be in touch and i look forward to seeing the rest of your journey yes thank you thank you but that kind of brought me to a better understanding about spirituality and that's the end of another episode on unplug with annie thank you for listening into the series of drive Tune in every Sunday and stay updated with everything Unplug on our IG page and Facebook page Unplug with Annie.